Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Is it the day before a holiday or something? Is that why? Okay, somebody just yelled outside of the... I got to pause, make sure there's no gunshots. Nope. Appears that we're all safe. All right, so it's the day before um, day before holiday, right? Is that why nobody's watching the live stream today? <laughs> uh, all right, happy uh, pre-turkey day. Although I have a theory. You only eat turkey on Thanksgiving because of tradition, not because it tastes good. Correct? Right? Uh, I have a theory because I'm sorry. Turkey sucks. It's not good. Deep fried, it's okay. It's edible, but turkey's a terrible, terrible bird to consume. Wild turkey, on the other hand, whether drinking or eating, a-okay by me. Because <clears throat> it's two things. Alisa, it's two two things. Wild turkey is... Sorry. Okay, because today's the last day of the week for you to hear my glorious voice, at least in real time, we're doing open lines at 4 o'clock. So we're going to pretend that it is a Friday. You'll be able to call at 4 o'clock, ask about anything you want. There's tons of news today. Not going to get to all of it. Just just letting you know. Um, if, if there's a story out there that I miss in this first hour, and there will be many, between 4 and 6 is your opportunity to bring it up if you want me to talk about it or cover it, just because we will not have the time. All right. Uh, normally I would have two more days to handle it, but we don't today. So this is just how this is going to have to go. Um, I do want to start with this, and this is the promo from yesterday, and it's actually, I'm a couple of days behind on it, just because of everything that's been going on, but I wanted to talk about this because this is a very interesting thing that involves a, another media outlet in Michiana, and then it also involves a local media outlet in Real News Michiana, but it also kind of highlights the shady shenanigans that sometimes will happen in the media. And it goes back to the other day when I was talking about 1984, and I was giving that quote uh, from Orwell's 1984 that, you know, every book has been rewritten, that sort of thing. Because this is the type of thing that you have to look out for. Now, we see this a lot in cable news. And what I mean by that is in cable news, you, you run into a lot of commentators and news anchors and pundits and what have you who used to be in the government or used to be operators inside a political party. And so their content always reflects what benefits their political philosophy. They're rarely journalists. They're rarely unbiased. And that's kind of how cable news has descended into the state that it's currently in. At the network level, this happens with less transparency. So you have a lot of operatives and activists and things like that that kind of pretend that they're not publicly which is okay if they actually conduct themselves in a neutral way if they're in the news media, but they generally don't. A small news outlet in Michiana wrote a hit piece about Real News Michiana for uncovering the operations of a Southwest Michigan LGBTQ organization that has infiltrated numerous public schools and berates parents for wanting to be involved in the education of their own children. Okay. So this is a story that Clifton French wrote, realnewsmichiana.com, like two weeks ago, I think. So he wrote the story. I saw the story. I think I posted it on social media. I don't think we actually brought it up on the show. So I saw it. And, you know, it, again, it's just another example of this organization that that goes ahead, the Out Center, which you've talked about before on the show, the Out Center going into public schools. And uh, some of the things that the Out Center has done are frankly questionable. Some of the things that they have done are not very questionable. 
But nonetheless, if you've got an organization doing questionable things, there's nothing wrong with people calling attention to that. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Obviously, one is oversight. You want to make sure that the organization conducts himself in a proper fashion. You want to make sure that the school, uh, schools that are partnering with the organization know what's actually going on so they can make sure that the organization is behaving and so that there's a light shined on the organization and they are on their best behavior. So there's this Midwest Family Radio Group, which is WSJM. Now, I had never heard of WSJM before. I'd never heard of them. And they wrote an article about Clifton French. And I thought it was interesting. Like, okay, why is this outlet writing an article about Clifton French? It's kind of strange. The tactic against Clifton has been pretend that he's not a Murrow Award-winning journalist, but that he's just a blogger and should be ignored. That has been the tactic from local Democrats and people here. So it was a little strange that WSJM decided to write an article about him, kind of attacking him. And so I, I got word of the article. I contacted Clifton. I'm like, hey, did, did these people even contact you for comment? And he said, no, never contacted me at all. Now, again, generally speaking, when you write an article about somebody, especially if you know, you're attacking them, you want to give them an opportunity to respond. Now, sometimes they don't respond. Sometimes they simply don't uh, respond within the time frame of your, your publication, what have you. And that does happen. I mean, you have schedules, you have timelines, and sometimes, you know, I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes you don't give people the best possible um, way to get a hold of you before it goes to publication. And I usually include that in the article, that I gave them so-and-so hours to get back to me or whatever, or days, and, you know, they didn't get back. But I, if they do, I will update it. That's usually how I phrase it. Most places don't. It's how I always write my articles. So anyway, this piece came out attacking Real News Michiana. And, you know, again, doing the whole they're anti-gay sort of a thing. It's just, I mean, it's weird. So he's part of the story here. We are seeing more and more cases of self-identified reporters. Self-identified. He's, he's got a Murrow. He was on TV in Tampa Bay and here as an investigative reporter. Self-identified reporters. The irony of somebody who is probably a self-identified reporter calling somebody like Clifton French a self-identified reporter is hysterical, but I digress. So they called him a self-identified reporter, taking words, social media posts, and website quotes out of context and twisting them to fit a narrative. Okay. This dishonest framing misrepresents our dedication to making schools more equitable and saving the lives of at-risk students, which feeds into homophobic stereotypes commonly used to fearmonger and mislead. Now, if you know Clifton, um, you know two of the tired, pathetic tropes that are used to attack him are that he's racist and that he's homophobic. And if you know anything about Clifton, his family, and his friends, you know that that's ridiculous. But it doesn't matter because that's the attack which is always the attack. It's the attack on me, uh, which my friends have great laughs about. It's the attack on everybody in the political right because that's all they have. So the story goes on to quote the out center executive director, Mary Jo Schnell, whom we've talked about on the show before claiming that they could have a defamation lawsuit against real news, Michiana, but they're not planning to sue um, because they're going to take the high road. Truth is they don't actually have a defamation suit. They don't have one. But they told this other media outlet that they did, and they don't. Now, what's interesting about this 
So it turns out that the Vice President of Business Development and Innovation for WSJM's Midwest family, Zach East, is also on the board of directors for the Out Center. Okay. Why are you writing articles pretending that they're objective news articles attacking another reporter when you are a part of the organization that you're defending in your article, but you're hiding it as if it were a real legitimate news article? Now, you can do an editorial. You can frame it that way if you really want to. And you can say, look, I'm on the board of directors for the Out Center. I think this take at realnewsmichiana.com is wrong, and here's why I think it's wrong, and here's why I think they've, they've missed the mark on this. That's not what happened. That's not what the article was. East also uses the on-air name Dave DePaolo, who is a host on Z94.3, which is uh, one of their stations. So WSJM was the only media outlet in the area to run a story stemming from the press release sent out by the Out Center. Now, the Out Center sent a press release. Clifton French wrote an article on the press release. And it's okay if you don't like his take on it. That's fine. But you don't write an article pretending it's an objective news article without disclosing that you have a bias. You're on the board of directors for the organization, and you're writing an article hiding that fact from your readers and pretending that this is somehow an objective news story. Now, I would normally just come on here and tell you that, look, uh, be wary of any objective news story if they didn't attempt to reach out to one of the parties involved. That's the whole reason. If you go back several years, that is the whole reason that I interviewed the local Grand Dragon of the KKK, because nobody else in the news media was doing it. They were getting every social group out there, um, any minority activist group. They were getting any of them to talk about the KKK, putting these recruitment flyers at gas station pumps. Nobody actually contacted the number on the flyer to talk to the KKK except for me, which is basic journalism. That's what you're supposed to do. Mr. KKK Grand Dragon Guy, why are you recruiting people at gas stations? Tell us more about your organization. So we did that because nobody else would. So even if you didn't like Clifton's take on the out centerpiece, all you had to do was contact him and say, hey, I think your take is wrong. You know, Explain your, your logic here, and you can put that in the article. They didn't do that. Instead, they hid the fact that they're on the board of directors for the Out Center, and they're writing a news article defending the Out Center against Clifton, claiming Clifton's a homophobic liar. And they disclosed none of this in the article. None. And I go back to the old survey that was done at Columbia School of Journalism. Again, one of the most prestigious journalism schools in the world. Many, many years ago, a survey was done of the class of students there. Why do you want to become a journalist? Number one answer, not to tell the truth, not to expose corruption, not to inform the public. Number one answer, to change the world. And the ends justify the means for these activists. I don't have a problem with this person being on the board of directors for the Out Center. I don't even have a problem with them writing an article defending the Out Center against Clifton French's piece. The problem is, is that they hid all of that and they pretended it was a real news story when in fact... It was a completely biased, unethical editorial, and they didn't disclose it to their readers. It is a complete and total abandonment 
of basic journalistic ethics. While in their article, they're saying Clifton, a Murrow award-winning journalist, is a self-described journalist. The irony is amazing. Now, the person who wrote the article happens to be gay. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm sure that that's why he took issue with the way that the article was written by Clifton. Real News Michiana reached out to East to get comment about the obvious connection and assumed influence that he had in getting his story published. As a publication, he has not responded. You notice what Clifton did? As a real journalist, he reached out to the subject of his article, and the subject did not respond. But at least he reached out to him. Because the other guy didn't reach out. Why? I mean, we know why. It's it's obvious why. But you need to be very careful of this stuff. This is, it's a little bit different than when I tell you that basically you've got 15 people who own the entire United States media. It's different than that, but it's still kind of in the same ballpark. You've got an individual who has an axe to grind. They have a personal relationship with what's going on. And instead of just writing as an editorial from their perspective as a human being who happens to be on the board of directors or, or what have you, because I think that they had an underling write this for them. But um, instead of you know disclosing that there was a connection here, regardless, they chose to pretend it was just an unbiased news piece when clearly it wasn't an unbiased news piece which is exactly what MSNBC does. Well, used to do. MSNBC discloses it now. It's what CNN does. It's what ABC, CBS, NBC. It's what they typically do. Sometimes Fox does it. And it's it's not okay, but this is how the, these things go down. And when you have, you know, like 15 people who own over 90% of the media in the United States of America, and they give their marching orders to all of the publications and platforms that they own, that this is going to be the company line, folks. You'll see 50 different people do pieces on it, but really there's one person dictating what the content of those pieces is going to be. But what happens is people share all of these different articles and go, look how many people are saying the exact same thing. Yeah, but they got their marching orders from one guy. It's like the Associated Press wire service. The Associated Press tells you that Russia fired missiles into Ukraine and that we have Article 5 on board now. We might have World War III and NATO might be mobilizing. When it didn't happen, but everybody regurgitates it and repeats it, that's a problem. We've set it up to where there is more media outlets than ever, but they're getting their information from an ever-shrinking pool of sources. So you have a narrow group of people who control all information, and they use a larger group than ever before in history to disseminate their narrative to all of you. There's another story that just happened here recently, which the narrative shattered. And there's a reason I didn't comment on this particular story in Colorado. I'm sitting there waiting for, you know, the facts to come out. What an idea, right? What an idea. Wait for the evidence and the facts to come out with a mass shooting. Who would have thought that we should probably do that? And wouldn't you know it, narrative got busted again, like it does every single time. I'll tell you how. Coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, live streaming on Rumble at Casey the Host, on Odyssey at Casey the Host. Uh, we're simulcasting on Odyssey. Got some interesting things might be happening with the live stream here in the near future, so uh, make sure you stay tuned. All right. Colorado shooting happens in Colorado Springs, okay? Another nightclub shooting. It involves uh, an LGBTQ nightclub. By the way, it was a veteran who disarmed the gunman. And the narrative, of course, is that, well, because it was an LGBTQ nightclub and there were drag performers in there, it must be a Trump supporter. It must be a conservative. It must. And all I could think of in the back of my head, I didn't really post anything. I made, you know, I, I responded to a couple of idiots online who said stuff as they jumped to conclusions and every mass shooting. I always have, I always have to say some version of this. I'm still amazed at how many people jump to conclusions on this nonsense and buy into the automatic visceral reaction that it must be a white supremacist Trump supporting NRA member. And there must've been 45 AR 15s. It almost never is. It, the truth of the matter is when you look at the, the, the actual data on it, when there is a political motivation involved in any of these shootings, it's like 80% left wing. Almost none of them are actually motivated by politics, but the ones who do have an overt political position, they're almost always left wing. It's not exclusive, but almost always. And it's interesting to watch that. And I remember the last time that there was a nightclub shooting involving the gay community, and I remember them vehemently going out there and telling everybody this is a hate crime against the gay community and everything else. And what did we learn? The shooter was gay. Shooter's dad was pro-jihad Islamist. Wasn't a conservative at all. And so, as I typically do in these cases, biding my time, just waiting to go back and ask for every one of those social media posts to apologize for their previous false statements as they jump to conclusions. They will never apologize, though, because they have no shame, and people who have no shame can't be trusted. So late on Tuesday night, court filings by the attorneys for the alleged shooter from the nightclub shooting in Colorado Springs, Colorado, revealed that the shooter is non-binary and goes by they-them pronouns. Well, that's another... That's another hate crime narrative debunked. After spending the past two days smearing conservative Christians for allegedly inspiring this apparent attack against gay people, looking right at you, Chastin Judge. Remember, we did the story, I think it was yesterday, on Chastin Judge claiming that Lauren Bobart was responsible for the shooting because she's pro-gun. CNN Tonight anchor Allison Camarota was clearly stunned as she watched her network's narrative come crashing down. There's a little bit more to this. Keep the music rolling for just a little bit longer because I, I don't want to carry this into the next next thing. So the, the latest conspiracy theory on this is that he's only saying that he's non-binary because he's trying to avoid hate crime charges. True story. So somebody posted this on Twitter that, oh, he's just he's just making it up. He's not really non-binary. And then somebody responded with, please respect their preferred pronouns. I kid you not, this person apologized for misgendering a mass murderer. They don't even know where to go anymore. 
And I told you, you let these crazy people talk enough, they're going to go ahead and work themselves in a circle. What's Casey's rule number three? Everything the left believes contradicts another one of their beliefs. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Half an hour from open lines. MNC News Time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress. Jewelry creations creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And don't forget open lines in about half an hour. Got to tell you all about my pillow. My pillow is the place to be. It's where I lay my head down. And don't hear my neighbor's house burn down. MyPillow.com. Scroll down. Radio listener specials. Again, don't click on Sean Hannity's big fat forehead. He's already super rich. You got to click on the one that says radio listener specials. Because I'm poor. So I, I need you to, to do that. Hannity's already wealthy, and he's got a wealthy girlfriend. Did they get married? Did Hannity marry that uh, that lady over there? Nah, he probably didn't marry. He's 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 probably too smart for that. So again, I I just he doesn't need your money. I do. Okay, so if you're gonna buy some my pillows, do mypillow.com, promo code Casey, radio listener specials, and uh, that'll help feed my children through the holidays. So um, yeah, I appreciate that. Okay, what do we got here? I want to play some audio. I'm going to play this crazy person. Now, there is an extra amount, extra amount of people who are having a hissy fit, who are accusing conservatives, who are not the only ones upset at grooming behavior, by the way, but they're really upset. Uh, Cenk Uger, Uger, whatever his name is, from the Young Turks, like he almost gave himself a stroke saying that uh, conservatives are so obsessed with, with pedophiles that they're probably pedophiles. You know, I, generally throughout human history there, uh, Chenk, people who are trying to sexualize children are, are frowned upon, generally speaking. I, and I find it interesting that he is so upset that there are people out there who don't want graphic drawings of young boys doing things to other young boys in middle school class. Seems a little strange that he's very upset about parents being opposed to that. But but I want to just give you an idea of like what we're dealing with here. So this is just a man on the street sort of a thing. Um, I forget this guy's name, but he's he's developing a reputation. He goes on the street and and uh, he'll be confrontational with leftists, but he'll ask them very direct questions. So he's interviewing this lady, and this lady's wearing a scantily clad outfit with rainbows on it and that sort of thing. And he asks her just some basic questions. Uh, now, there's some naughty words, but they're blurred out, bleeped out, whatever. So if you have younglings around, they're not going to hear anything, but if you still want to shield their ears or whatever, then this would be the opportunity for you to go ahead and shuffle them out of the room. So anyway, here's the, uh, here's the whole piece. Do you think it's good for kids to see all of these sexualized things, like people kissing each other, girls kissing each other, guys in thongs, girls with asses out, yourself? 
Yes, because if you don't show them this now, then they harbor who they are as they get older. They feel like they're not included in society. So you think sexualized activity should begin with them at a young age? Yes, I mean, I was watching like eight years old. Okay, that's a pause. I was watching adult material when I was eight years old, which probably explains why she's outside dressed the way that she is. And it will probably explain this next part. Because this gets much worse. If you're horrified by the idea that she was watching adult material at 8 years old, by the way, the most common age that children are introduced to to pornography is 10. If you're mortified by that, trust me, it gets worse. And you think that's good? Yeah. Should the LGBT be inclusive of bestiality? I don't even know what that is. With animals. I mean, if that's what you want, then that's what you want. You would accept that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have questions about consent, but, you know, what are the, uh, what are the odds that this lady shows up at PETA rallies on a regular basis and, and uh, is trying to help the aminals? I don't think she's, I don't think she's actually thought about this. I, I don't think she's thought about much, to be perfectly honest with you. She's burnout. But this is the attitude of a lot of people. Now, I remember a day... When NAMBLA, which is the National Man-Boy Love Association, I remember when they were, I got the acronym wrong, but nobody cares, they're pedophiles. I remember when you're ostracized for ever expressing any support for the things that they believe, and it's because they were bad people. And now it is normal for this. Go to my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Casey the host, okay? Go ahead and search for teachers. Watch the videos that I did on teachers. And watch the videos that I've done on this subject, including when I pulled up an article from the Washington Post from five years ago and how the Washington Post was telling you what behavior to be on the lookout for because grooming and inappropriate contact between faculty at schools and kids in public school, was an epidemic. And it was labeled an epidemic by the Department of Education. Go and look at all of the warning signs, all of the behaviors that they say should be major red flags for parents. Every single one of them. Go look. That's now curriculum. The stuff that they told you just five years ago to be on the lookout for and was a danger to your kids is now something that is to be promoted and accepted and celebrated. That's where we're at right now in our society. And we're at a point where, for crying out loud, they have talked themselves into such knots that they will assume that a mass shooter who's got a very interesting, from what I understand, family life, that a mass shooter might be non-binary, and they're accusing them of lying about being non-binary, which they told you was a hate crime if you ever did to somebody who maybe lied about their gender to go into a girl's bathroom. You weren't allowed to do it, but they're allowed to do it now. But then when you call them on it, they immediately apologize for misgendering the mass shooter. They they have nowhere to go with their... I mean, the logic isn't even logic. It's not even circular logic. I don't know what, what it is. It's insanity, I guess. We're getting to a point where anybody 
even the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. The Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix movie, right? For those of you who don't know, the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix movie was actually put in the LGBTQ category. Why? Because Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. What did Jeffrey Dahmer do? He murdered gay people. Therefore, it's a major component of said story, and it goes into the LGBT category on Netflix. They got mad about that and lobbied to have the movie removed from the LGBT category because they didn't want to be portrayed. They didn't want Dahmer to be portrayed negatively and have it negatively reflect on their community. Huh? So this is this is the type of nonsense that is happening. Goes back to that 1984 quote. <laughs> Every book has been rewritten. <laughs> Every statue has been changed. Uh, or the, every statue has been renamed. Every every painting has been changed or something like that. I have to go back and look. But this is, if you think that we're not living in an Orwellian nightmare, that tweet from earlier, I'm going to read you the entire thing. Okay, This is from somebody named Rita on Twitter. Okay. Is this a way to try to avoid hate crime charges? Is this something his attorney has come up with or had he been identifying as non-binary prior to his heinous killing spree? Mostly peaceful memes pops in and says, please respect their preferred pronouns. Rita then says, I totally did not mean to misgender them. I apologize. I was merely referencing the potential strategy to avoid the death penalty by the criminal attorney. How about you just not care? It's a mass killer. Rita, God forbid, God forbid you ever highlight that somebody might be lying about their gender to, oh, I don't know, not serve in a male prison and go to the female prison instead and knock up three or four women in there. Huh? Like just happened last month. Oh, you can't talk about that one, though. No, that's a conspiracy. You're 13 minutes away from taking over the show with open lines. Get your questions, your comments ready. Um, I have had some questions kind of come in about Lauren Southern. Uh, We'll see if we have time to get to that. If you guys have any questions about noise or Lauren Southern or anything like that, I'm happy to answer them. Um, But other than that, open lines, you you decide what we talk about leading into the holiday. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right, here's the deal. Save up to 40% at the Impress Jewelry Creations Black Friday sale. Impress, again, is partnered with the largest diamond dealer in the United States. Can offer you a special savings this holiday. You can find the perfect gift with 20% off nearly the entire store. 10% savings on top designers like Zagani. 
Soho, and William Henry, and 25 to 40% off select items. This is the perfect opportunity if you have been looking to pick up an engagement ring. Not going to get better deals than this. Black Friday at Impress Jewelry Creations. And for three days only, you can shop Impress Jewelry Creations in person. And when you spend $200 on gift cards, you will get $100 in Impress dollars. So that's this Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Spend $200 on a gift card and get $100 in Impress dollars. Some restrictions apply. See the store for details. Check them out on University Drive next to C. Kramer Interiors or online at impressjewelers.com. And none of this means anything unless you say that I'm I'm the one that sent you there. So there's that. All right, let's uh, talk about the Concord School Board election results. Uh, questions about the credibility and validity of some election results are being raised in Elkhart County. While there's no assertion that anyone deliberately did anything wrong, there's a strong suggestion that something went wrong in the eight-member school board race in the Concord Community Schools. Okay, a number of votes cast did not add up, and votes that should have been thrown out may have actually been included in the final count, according to the board president, Cammie Waite. That's what uh, Cammie told reporters at a mid-afternoon press conference. Voters had three votes to cast in our school board elections, but no more than one could have been cast for a candidate in District 2. However, the voting machine software did allow for votes, for voters to cast more than one vote in District 2, and those votes should have been rendered invalid. At this point, the clerk has indicated that the final step of eliminating votes did not occur. So the school board itself cannot challenge the results or request a recount. Only candidates can. Uh, Unfortunate, it's sad in our climate especially. We need to be able to trust our election process, and this puts that in question said Cammy Waite. Well, I don't know about the rest of you, but it sounds to me like uh, NDU and Cammy Waite are election deniers. That's what it sounds like to me. You should be ashamed of yourself for spreading such tin pot, tin foil conspiracy theories. I mean, legitimate election concerns aside, you're not allowed to talk about them, especially at press conferences. Every reporter who went to that press conference should be ashamed of themselves continuing to spread this nonsense. The election results are the election results. You can't question them. Questioning them is unpatriotic. That's what they tell us, right? I'm just saying. We're at a point where literal Supreme Court rulings in states are being dismissed by the news media as not counting. And and suddenly we get something like this? All right, we'll keep following the story. We'll We'll give you some updates. I know that one of the groups that I worked with did endorse some of those candidates in Concord, so we'll... We'll, uh, I'm sure, have some information for you by next week. So we've got another fake hate crime. There was somebody who threatened attacks on a New York City synagogue. And, of course, they are a Nazi, at least according to the media. But, nope, they're actually Jewish. Now, here's the thing, though. Okay, so they're saying, oh, the the Nazi is actually Jewish, so it's really not a Nazi. I don't know about that. See, I'm told every single day on social media that Ben Shapiro, an Orthodox Jew, can in fact be a Nazi. So I, I don't know. Is that is that um, really proving that this is a fake hate crime? 22-year-old Jewish man, Matthew Maurer, it sounds anti-Semitic to me, of Manhattan is facing a charge of criminal possession of a weapon alongside an alleged accomplice, 21-year-old Christopher Brown. 
of Aquabogue, New York. Huh? Aquabogue? I, I don't know. I don't even know how to say that. Uh, A-Q-U-E-Bogue, New York. Whatever. New York sucks. Anyway, Brown faces additional charges of making a terroristic threat and aggravated, uh, aggravated harassment, not assault, harassment. It's unclear if Marr will be charged with more crimes related to the, quote, Nazi attack investigation. Now, according to a statement from the law enforcement, basically they're saying the two guys uh, were arrested at the, the transportation authority there. So they were right, basically riding the train. And then they were turned over to the, uh, the police department and the FBI. They say that they seized a large hunting knife, an illegal Glock 17 firearm, and 30-round magazine. And several other items, including a Nazi armband. Mm. According to CNN, it has painted the situation as being indicative of massive Nazi militancy of angry Americans fixated on hurting Jewish people. Hey, anybody want to guess where the highest rise in anti-Semitic hate crimes have been? Anyone? Cue Jeopardy music. Thank you, Alyssa. Good Jeopardy music. Appreciate that. Anyone? Come on. Real easy. Where has the biggest rise in anti-Semitic attacks and hate crimes happened in the United States? Hmm? Hmm? That's right. College campus. College campus. Progressive, liberal, college campus. You are 100% correct. Because I know there's at least one of you out there who guessed that. Probably lots of you. Why? Because you listen to the show and you're well-informed. That is the truth. Once again, the left has an anti-Semitism problem. So the guy who the news media is out there going, oh, another right-wing hate crime, yada, yada, ended up being, once again, Jewish himself. Why he's doing it, motivations behind it, they don't have a, they don't have a motivation that they've released as of yet. So don't know. We'll keep following the story just in case something does show up. All right, folks, don't forget open lines. It's not Friday, but it's the last day of the week because of the holiday. So we're giving you an opportunity to call for open lines now. 574-259593. That is 2595-953. Give us a call right now. We'll take those calls next on 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, it's open lines, 574-25-95-95-3. That is 2595-953. If you get a busy signal, because the phone lines are full right now, if you get a busy signal, just uh, keep calling back or call right when somebody hangs up. 
This is the last show that is officially live for the week because of the holiday. All right, uh, real quick, though, before we answer phone calls, football fans, make this a Thanksgiving to remember with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because uh, when you bet an NFL same-game parlay from now through November 28th, all customers can get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose. Just bet an NFL same-game parlay or same-game parlay plus of at least $20. The bigger your bet, the more you'll get back in free bets. An NFL same-game parlay is, again, perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday. You can build your own, or you can select from popular same-game parlays that are pre-built for you in the FanDuel top-rated sportsbook app. Doesn't matter how you want to play. Get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose, when you bet an NFL same-game parlay of four legs or more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or over and present in Indiana. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet is $100. Restrictions apply. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, to the phone lines we go. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. What's up? So, uh, two things. One, uh, I I noticed that uh, whenever whenever I watch, like, so I watch some conservative YouTube channels, and I noticed that whenever a leftist on the, uh, tries to debate a conservative, mm-hmm. all they do is insult the con- uh, uh, conservative. Right. It's all they have. Yeah, I just find that just mind-boggling which, which for the record yeah that. and for the record i mean this is not just because they're stupid or something like that this is an actual taught debate tactic so if you've ever taken a debate class or a course or, or you run the debate team this is something that you do if you don't have the evidence to support your argument your job is to then attack the character of the other person and so it's it's a again it's a standardized tactic it Tends to devolve, you know, just somewhat wrong. naturally. But, yeah, but it is an actual debate tactic. Oh, I, I, I'm telling you, man, that it's wrong. But mm-hmm. And then my other thing is, is for noise, it would be awesome to have Lauren back. Mm-hmm. But another good guest, Benny Johnson, would be pretty good to have. Benny's cool. I, You know, I'm not a big fan of a lot of people at Newsmax. I really like Benny. Benny is probably one of my favorite social media followers, too. Dude's hysterical. Um, oh, I, I absolutely love his producer. That guy. His producer just got reinstated on Twitter. Did you see that? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, I actually I haven't even been on Twitter for a while. So. Well, so uh, his producer, which is Axel, um, his producer is more famous than he is on social media, not just in general, but on social media, his producer is like way famous. Uh, so it's it's oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's it's good. I mean, that's, that's a positive thing, but Benny Johnson's really funny. No, I, he, I did bring him up. There's a, there was some concern that um, because of our partnership with Fox, we may not potentially be able to work that out. We just kind of ran out of time ultimately, but Benny Johnson is on my, my list of people that I think would be very interesting to have. Awesome. Well, I am really happy to hear that. Sure. Uh, and uh, before I let you go, um, the song later today and uh, let's go, Brandon. Yep. We'll be playing the song. Don't you worry about it. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we play a song every Friday. The song. It's not family friendly. We only play it on the live stream. And we always give you plenty of warning. So you can get your headphones on, get kids out of the room, whatever. Uh, but really, it's kind of an anthem. 574-2595-953. Ben, welcome to the program. Hey, Casey. Um, 
Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, sure. Speaking of YouTube channels, I happen to have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. that um, some of your viewers might be interested in. So that's my, my handle is um, Ben's Rant Nation, or just look up my name, Ben Dallas. Okay. But um, I wanted to call about um, the way these nurses are being treated at St. Joseph Hospital in Mishawaka. Have you heard much about that? I've heard a little bit about it, but I don't have all of the details. Okay, well, I have family that work there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention any names, okay. but I have some family that works there. Yep. And I, um, they live close to me. And um, basically, um, we already know they slashed their pay, right? That yes. happened a, like a year ago. Um, they, they slashed their pay, but um, it gets worse from there, right? So they did a lot of uh, massive layoffs, not just of nurses, but of staff like the phlebotomists. They all got laid off at that hospital. The majority of them got laid off. So they're expecting the nurses to take over that job as well. And they're also doubling and sometimes tripling their workload on top of paying them less. Mm. Yeah, that's not yeah, good. Um, yeah, so it, it's, well, it's dangerous, right? It's not just bad for the nurses. Right. It's bad for the patients as sure. well. Sure, But I just think it's rather disgusting the way that they're treating their nurses and I, I, I think, you know, whoever's in charge of that hospital, um, they should be held accountable. You know, they well, should have to answer a few questions. And I have to go back because somebody had shared some inside information, I think on my Discord server, and I have to go back and find it. So if they if they are actually, if you're listening right now, could you re, if you guys could repost that on the Discord server in the live chat, I would, I would like to read that again because – Somebody had posted it because something was going on, and some letter went out, and they posted the letter so I could see it, and it it looked awful what was happening. So, but again, they were heroes. You know, remember they were heroes. You need to worship the the nurses and all that stuff. Whether they were actually doing nursing or doing TikTok dances, they were all heroes. And suddenly, they were discarded like trash if they didn't want to go along with the program. And now it's like right back to the old, you know treat nurses as if they're disposable sort of a scenario. And it's amazing how things just kind of shifted when they really needed them and they wanted to use them as a way to get funding and grants and things like that from the federal government. You know, they, they loved having the nurses around, but now they're just right back to being discarded. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. All right. I'll keep an eye on it. But I know that somebody had some insider information that they post on Discord. I just I don't remember exactly what it said. So, all right, man. Thanks, Casey. I you appreciate bet. it, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Yep. All right. Five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. Paul, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi, Casey, Hi and there. happy Thanksgiving. Happy too. Thanksgiving. Um, I had a um, you know, I have family up in Canada and in the states. I got eight siblings and. Um, I've been trying to turn them on to you in various ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, I have one brother that says, I'm not listening to three hours. <laughs> so, they don't have to listen to three hours. I could red pill them in 20 minutes. <laughs> and, well, yes, I know. And, and you had a good red pill yesterday in your opening monologue. My question to you is how can I get just those 12 minutes on the WhatsApp to send to them? Okay, so there's a couple of things that are involved in this, and I have been very bad at the podcast as of late, so I apologize about that. Part of that is just I'm overworked and I don't have anybody who helps me out. So um, typically what I do 
is I will upload the whole show as a podcast. So if you're subscribed on any podcast, um, most I people am. listen to Spotify. The second biggest one is iHeartRadio. Um, and then I think it's Apple and then Google Play uh, after that. But I'm on Amazon and everything else too. Uh, but every podcast episode goes to my website at btmedia.news. So if you're on my website, you'll get that notification. The yeah, other th- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the other thing oh, is the full show gets uploaded. Then you have to know exactly what to send them. So if there's a particular clip that people want, I may upload some clips like yesterday's monologue. I'll go find that. See if, uh, see if I can upload that. Um, actually, I think I did. Did I upload you? I might've uploaded yesterday's monologue, but I can go find those clips. Like if you ask for them and I can generally get those podcasts as individual clips and, and put up there. Um, so the other thing you can do is just go to the rumble channel and go to the, the time when it happened and you can just, you know, tell them to go to that timestamp on that video and they can listen to it. Yeah. And that's specifically what he said he wouldn't do. I'm not going to take that bar and oh. slide it across, you know, that kind oh, okay. of thing. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if there's something in particular that you want podcast, you know, it's, all you can do is, you know, reach out and ask me to do it. Or you can always give Alyssa a call and she can just write it down and jot it down. And then we can, you know, separate it out and make it easy to upload. You know, I'm happy to do okay. that if people like a particular segment, because I never know like what hits really good until people give me feedback on it. So, well, I thought that was amazing. Um, very fact filled and um, on point and not a lot of chit chatter that my brother would say that wasn't important. You know? OK, yeah. I, yeah. So yesterday I uploaded the red pilling liberal journalist thing. Is that what, what I was talking about? Um, I don't remember. I, I forget the content at this point. I think it was about vaccine and people dying. And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was it. So yeah, I think that might have been that might have been it. So yeah. I yeah, I'll I'll take a look and and I'll just double check. But yeah, if you liked yesterday's opening monologue, then I'll try and and add it up there for you today. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And. My specific question, is there a program that I can use to do this myself with other sites as well? Or is there features within like Rumble that allow you to do that? In Rumble, no. Um, One of the downsides of Rumble is that it's new. And so they don't Uh have a lot of the feature sets that some other places have. So if, for example, if I were still live streaming on Twitch, Twitch has a way for you to create a clip. And I think YouTube has added the clip feature as well, which is, you know, like, I think like a few seconds or something like that or something that happened and you can adjust that up to, I think, a minute. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Whereas Rumble doesn't have that feature yet because they're still rolling out their live streaming to everybody and they've got to make sure that all their, you know, everything's tightened up and and works properly before they start rolling out those extra features. Um, So because I'm not on those platforms that have that feature, the only thing that I could think of for you to do it would be to download everything and go into a video editor and do it yourself. Uh, I'm sure that there's browser tools that could do that, that I just, you know, you'd have to find them. Okay. 
I appreciate your time, Casey. I hope you have a wonderful sure. holiday. You, you too. You know, the other thing you could do is you could probably reach out to the local Democratic Party. They probably have somebody who hates my guts. They're just clipping everything that I say. <laughs> and you could probably just ask them for the clips. So they'll probably give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a good, yeah. great Thanksgiving. I appreciate the call. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Now, we're looking at the uh, the TV. This press conference has been going on for a while. So this is in, in Idaho. This is about the uh, the murders there in Idaho. And they're finally giving a press conference about it. And, and all I've been able to really learn from it so far is that one of the girls had reported that they had a stalker, which, once again, you know, um, known to police. And the other one is that there was uh, defensive wounds on at least one of the victims. So I, I don't have full details because we can't listen to the the whole press conference while we're doing the show, but you know, I'm sure we'll cover it next week and it'll be on uh, Fox news updates and things like that. Breaking news. Uh, if you don't remember at some point in time, we, we mentioned that there was a story out there that California had a $100 billion surplus. And I, I think that I, I said, nobody believes that's real. And it turns out it's not a, nobody actually believed that California had a hundred billion dollar surplus. Nobody's believed that. And well, except for leftists, but leftists believe anything. So anyway, that $100 billion surplus is actually a $24 billion deficit. That's a, that's a whale of a swing there. Front runner for the Democratic Party. If Joe Biden doesn't run, Governor Gavin Newsom. This is the, I'm, I'm only going to do the intro and then I'm going to get to the phone lines. I promise. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Just like that, California's record $100 billion surplus has vanished into the Pacific Ocean fog, replaced by a $24 billion deficit. That's according to the projections of the nonpartisan legislative analyst uh, for the fiscal year 2023-2024, which begins next July in their uh, California fiscal outlook. <laughs> Shocked. Absolutely shocked. Roland, welcome to the program. Hello, Roland. Hey, what's up, Casey? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm okay. I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I, I wrote you a text message about finding out what happened, you know, with my wife and the votes. Yeah. And uh, she went to the meeting last Friday mm -hmm. and found out a lot of interesting information. Like, number one, the lieutenants who were supposed to be supervising at the uh, polling locations were hanging out in their cars. They weren't even in inside as they went around to, to see, you know, checking on things. They had a person that was going around checking on things. So they pretty much fired all them because one of them called the other ones and said, hey, you ain't got to be in there. Just go sit in your car like I've been doing. Really? So uh, we found that out. Yep. Okay. And we found out also, you know, it's, it's kind of scary when you get a text or an email from Rita Glenn. So sure. anyway. Yeah. Well, at least <laughs> you didn't sneak into your house with one of your own house keys. I mean, that's. 
That's always a possibility uh, yeah, with her, too. She might, though. She, <laughs> she might have one. But anyway, what we found out is that people were so confused over the write-in process. Yeah. The guy who handles that uh, went up to my wife after it was all over, and he said, you caused me a whole lot of work, Mrs. Godet." A bunch of people that were supposed to vote for her ended up voting for one of the Senate write-ins because they saw that first, and so they just went right to it and wrote that in. So he said he had a stack. He held his hands about a foot apart, saying huh. he had a stack that big of ballots that had her name on it, but they were no good because it was for the wrong wrong position. So, so. did any of those ballots get fixed cured anything like that or or well they they're just discarded so those are just so votes that didn't go getting, at all yeah yeah so she really only ended up getting uh official 120 something but we believe it probably was well over a thousand maybe more so uh but anyway it was it was a good learning process uh we, we she said some good things in the meeting about things that they need to improve, and they even acknowledge that the training was not sufficient, all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, well, that's not uh, good if you've got your observers just sitting out in the car away from everything. I mean, especially – right. and this is the thing, too. Like, this would be bad anyway, Roland, but the fact that there's, you know, a year-long investigation almost into this, into this right. whole thing doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't be dotting their I's and crossing their T's. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, uh, but a number of people, because of the uh, how acrimonious it's been now between the political parties and everything, and a mm. uh, number of people at the meeting actually said that this was going to be their last time doing it. And so we, we're actually putting together a training program ourselves okay. to train people how to vote. You know, I mean, not who to vote for, but the proper sure. process. And we're training people uh, and encouraging them to be poll workers. So we've got two years. My wife's going to run again. So okay. uh, we got a couple years. And so we're putting together our own training because their training program is horrible. It looked like somebody – I could have done better with my iPhone in my house. The training video, the lighting, everything, it looked like some guy just took his cell phone oh, and man. went in his basement and recorded the lessons. So – that's, yeah, so we're we're gonna we're gonna do all that. No, it was it was actually a good process because we got a lot of people. We registered literally. I know we registered well over a couple thousand people who had never voted before. Well, I mean that's you know there's so, a positive, I guess. But well, and now yep, you've learned yep. you've at least learned that the training process there in St. Joseph County is not good. That people don't know how to do the write-in yep. process. Like in Elkhart, the write-in process was super simple in my district. Like it was very easy. Yep. Um, so yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they were trying to do in St. Joseph County, but I mean, I hope it gets repaired because I don't want to see people in St. Joseph County. Republicans and Democrats and now independents yep. have been complaining yep. about St. Joseph County since I moved to town. So, yeah, well, my wife had people from both sides of the aisle when she went out and spoke at different places. Sure. And so she was getting a lot of good feedback from both sides because people are saying they're both sides are sick of, you know, the, the people that. Uh, they perceive we're not giving them proper attention. Right. So. Yeah, I get so that. So we'll find out. Yep. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know that since I had texted you before. Yeah, I, I appreciate the to... update. Yeah, yeah. All yep. Right. Okay. Well, well, have a good one. And if you got time, get out and get on your bike today. I don't have <laughs> Roland. You you missed out, man. My bike got. Alyssa's laughing at you. My bike got stolen. 
Are you serious? Yeah, man. <laughs> I got, well, I'm going to get out so, and ride in your honor then. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate it. You've been so um, you know, so involved with your wife's campaign. You missed it. Yeah, the bike got stolen. Yeah. I actually got the payout this week um, from the insurance company. So, You going to get another one? I'll probably get another one, yeah, but I'll wait until springtime to start poking around and looking. Yeah, I got it. Mine, my wife, they, uh, my very first bike is a, a Goldwing, an 89 Goldwing. Yeah, yeah those are my and grandpa's so favorite bikes. I learned mm-hmm. on it. I learned on it, and now I'm going to get me another one next year, too. There you go, man. So, Good for you. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, right. take care, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Bye. You too. Yeah, appreciate you rubbing it in. <laughs> MNC, just kidding. MNC News Time is 4.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. All right, I'll give you details on the bike theft, just for the, because I'm, I'm getting some people who haven't heard about it on the radio show. I've talked about it a lot in the live stream off air. Um, so I'll, I'll go over the, the whole motorcycle thing. So, and I was trying to do something really funny for noise for it, but that didn't end up happening. We still have uh, open lines going right now. So if you want to call, I know a couple of people hung up. Uh, during the news break, but if you want to call back, 574-2595-953. We'll take those phone calls. Open lines, you can call about anything that you want. 574-2595-953. Got to tell you about five-star painting. There's no place like home for the holidays, so there's no better time to refresh your paint with five-star painting. Before the family comes to visit, update that old paint job. The pros at five-star painting back their work with the done right promise. Make sure that they're checking it twice, and the holidays can be stressful enough. And I know that a lot of you love going around touching up your paint before family gets in for uh, Christmas and New Year's and that sort of thing. Just have five-star painting come take care of all of that for you. So you can get about your day, go do your stuff, you know, whether you want to suck down some mimosas or go Christmas shopping or what have you. Let five-star painting pros take care of this stuff. Take the stress out of it. Go to fivestarpainting.com, schedule a free estimate and color consultation. Of course, let them know that I sent you and you will get free paint with your next project. Merry Christmas from Five Star Painting. Okay. So the motorcycle got stolen. Yes, my relatively new motorcycle. Um, It got stolen. Um, I've been targeted at my house. I haven't talked about it a lot on the air. I've been targeted at the house. My car's been targeted uh, several times, and there's, you know, people know where I live. Um, I don't really hide it's pretty easy to find me people know where i live they've been targeting my stuff so anyway my motorcycle got snagged i don't know if that was targeted because of me um construction had routed main traffic like through my neighborhood so it's always possible there i've heard that a couple of other bikes got stolen in my area so it might have just been um you know a a motorcycle theft ring that kind of came through and just found all the bikes uh, that were out and about i left the bike out for one more week because the weather was so nice that 70 degree weekend and everything else and they they snagged it uh, sometime over the middle of the night, they picked it up, put it on a, a truck, and, and took off. <clears throat> um, in addition to that, the police department did not throw my VIN number into the system uh, for over three days, and that only got done because a buddy of mine is in the department and was looking out for it. So I'm very appreciative that he did that. And from what I'm told, it's because the person who handles the online police reports was on vacation, and the police department decided to not have anybody manning that system 
while they were on vacation. So uh, generally speaking, if you don't get your VIN number into the system within three days, your stuff is gone. Motorcycles are generally gone anyway. So it's, it's poof. It's out. It's, it's vanished. So that's kind of what happened. Um, good news is I've got a very good insurance agent. They were great. Um, they, you know, I had gap insurance anyway, but I didn't need to use it. The bike was far more valuable than I owed. So that worked out in my favor. So, you know, like I said, it's, it was one of those things where I think on the live stream, we really made a big deal about how upset Alyssa was about it because she was really angry and which I'm appreciative of because it shows she cares and I know that she does, but she couldn't understand why I wasn't like super angry about it. And it's because like in the crux of my life, my motorcycle getting stolen over the past couple of months has really been kind of like the least impactful thing that has happened to me. So I've had a rough go of it as of late and it's, I've kind of alluded to it, I think fairly regularly, but you know, it's, it's not been an easy past year or so. And so that just, it, it wasn't like important. <laughs> you know, that's, I know for like most people having a vehicle stolen is a major, major thing. And it is, it was just that, you know, I think a combination of, I had a lot of other stuff that was far more impactful and important happening at the time. Um, having a really good insurance company that was handling it and they weren't stringing me along or, you know, anything like that. And having good friends in the police department looking out for me and picking up slack where, you know, the department was failing, you know, because of that, I think it just made it far less stressful than it could have been. And maybe it would have been worse if we were heading into warm weather, like if it were spring or summer, but I was getting ready to put the motorcycle away for the wintertime anyway. So I, that, part of that is probably just kind of tempered my attitude on it a little bit. Um, I contacted Elkhart Indian. They were super supportive of it. They offered all of the paperwork that was needed. I mean, they were great because they're good people over there. So, I mean, everybody in the process has been awesome. With the exception of that gap in getting the the theft reported because the guy went on vacation. Um, So, yeah, I mean, policy-wise, I'd like to see the police department kind of upgrade their policies so that way people who fill out an online report don't have to deal with not getting any attention. Um, but other than that, you know, everybody's been been pretty good with the the whole process. So having good people around you and making sure that things were done the proper way and, and, and that sort of stuff was very helpful. So, yeah, it sucks. So what I was going to do at Noise, and I think this would have been hysterical. So at Noise, for those of you who didn't go, we had a big monitor and we were playing things on the monitor. And, you know, there's advertiser stuff on there. There's clips of Lauren. And, and that sort of thing. Um, I wanted to do a video presentation. So just think of it right now, okay? Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of an angel. Just pictures of my motorcycle. Just, you know, cycling through. And, and then at the end, what, did I say stolen but not forgotten? Is that what I said? Yeah, stolen but not forgotten. <laughs> I think that would have been hysterical and, and a good way to, to bid adieu. Um, but my radio station didn't think it was very funny. So I'm, Alyssa did. But Alyssa has a sense of humor. Most of the people who work in corporate here don't. They're <laughs> pretty bland individuals. Um, so I'm going to probably make that video anyway and just publish it myself just for the heck of it. I mean, why not? Why not? Got to have some fun, right? 
turn a turn a, a bad situation into something at least mildly amusing for your own entertainment purposes. That's the that's the way that things need to be operated on. All right, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. You can also uh, post on the live stream at Rumble or Odyssey. You can post a, a question or a comment there. I'd be happy to go ahead and answer those. Uh, let's see. Um, Casey, how was Lauren um, backstage? Okay, now I did actually talk about this the day after. Well, yeah, mo- was it Monday? Was it Tuesday? Was it Tuesday that I talked about it? Um, you know, but a lot of that was on the live stream. I think it was at the end of the show on the live stream, wasn't it? Um, okay, Lauren Southern. Now, first of all, this is true, and I know that I said this on the radio. Everybody that I talked to for the next week has said that Lauren Southern was by far, not even remotely close, the best guest we have ever had. True? Right, Alyssa? And we're talking about people who have come to every single noise, all seven of them. So, no doubt, the popularity of her was through the roof. It was not her biggest noise ever. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But the popularity of her, the people who actually saw the show and got to meet her, without a doubt, by far and away, the most popular guest that we've had. I'm not taking anything away from Lars. I'm going to be on his show later today. I'm not taking anything away from Todd Starnes or Brian Kilmeade or um, Katie Pavlich. Lauren was just extra, extra popular. I will explain why, um, some of it anyway, in just a minute. But if you, it's open lines. Call about anything you want. Okay, I mean, I'm happy to take those phone calls. 574-25-95-953. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Balance of nature. You okay, Alyssa? You going to be all right? She told me that she takes all six pills at once. And she's like, so like, do you almost like die every time you take these pills? I'm like, no. <laughs> so I recommend she take three at a time. <laughs> so try to choke herself. Um, <laughs> Balance of nature is great. I'm not sick. Everybody in my family is fighting some horrible, weird thing, and I have not gotten sick. Thank God. So I think it's Balance of Nature that's been doing that for me, um, along with uh, NAC that I take. But Balance of Nature has been great. It will boost your immune system. You're getting all those vitamins, those minerals that you get from vegetables and fruits, all of that stuff. It is real food. Remember, this is non-GMO. This is organic food. And they flash freeze it. They grind it up. It goes into the capsule. And then you've got your proprietary blend of fruits and veggies to take every single day, but in pill form, and you get your full recommended daily allotment of fruits and veggies, and you don't have to worry about anything else. So it's um, it's great stuff. I, I enjoy it. I think it, it adds to my diet, and anybody's missing fruits and veggies in their diet, Balance of Nature can fill that gap for you, especially parents who are trying to lie to their children and smuggle it into their food, which is a great parental hack. Okay, So balanceofnature.com. 
promo code Laura, L-A-U-R-A. And again, you get 35% off. All right, to the phone lines we go, and I will finish the uh, the, the Lauren Southern story, I promise. Uh, Dave, welcome to the program. What's going on, Casey? Not much, man. How you doing? Hey, so you didn't you didn't get to see this backstage because you were busy uh, bragging about Lauren, but uh, she was so humble and so flattered by a lot of the stuff that was being said about her. It was unbelievable. Oh, I mean, when I was um, on stage talking about her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Dave. Okay. This is sales so guy. This is Dave, Dave works. Dave. Dave works for us. And okay, so she was backstage, and I was on stage talking about her. And so, yeah. okay, got it. All right. Yeah, and she was just so humble, and I was really caught off guard um, when the end of the show came out. Uh, came about. You and her were on the edge of the stage, and one of the things I was coming out on stage to do was to grab her microphone and to kind of steal her away so that I could get her to the green room because she had been on stage for the last two hours. I was going to tell this story yeah. too. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, apparently did so um she crouched down and she's like kind of bent over just chatting with people mm-hmm. and um she stayed there for so long talking with people that she decided to sit down and she threw her legs o- over yeah. the stage and next thing i know she's just sitting there chatting with people and it's just like you know i've met a lot of celebrities uh and i was really caught off guard by just how much she wanted to be with the audience and how much you know she really was flattered by what we were putting together for this event. So. <laughs> Alyssa's showing me a picture of it right now because she, she took pictures. I know that a lot of people on the, the Discord server who were there, they took pictures too. Um, and, and this is the thing too, like this happens all the time. Like when we do a stage show, you know, I usually go to the front to the stage and that's partly because people are rushing the stage. They'll see me, they'll interact with me. Um, the main person can slip out the back and head out to the restaurant, right? That's generally how it goes. And your job is to kind of corral them and make sure that they get off stage safely. And mm-hmm. and I look over and she she made a be I think she got to the edge of the stage before I did. She made a beeline yeah. for the stage and she's like hugging people and shaking hands and smiling and yeah. I I mean when we were on you were not on the phone call that we had with her a couple of days before the the event, um, but we were on the right. the conference call, the Zoom call, and you know she's like, "Oh, I'm okay with hugs and whatever and everything else. I'm like easy going." And it, you know you hear that a lot. And I came on and I said, "I feel so good about this because you never know, right? When you meet somebody for the first time, you you hope that they're going to be the person that you want them to be, but you never know. And you and I have been in this business yeah. long enough. We've met a lot of people that are not who they portray themselves to be publicly." And so I, but I was, I was very encouraged by what I heard on that call. And then she gets into town and like, I have, you know, brunch with her and we go over and everything that happened backstage and then everything that happened on the stage. And then in the after party, it was just, it was one of the most amazing things that I've ever seen. I don't, this is going to sound a little weird. I know that a bunch of you are like, okay, so you're just simping because you're a fan of Lauren Southern. No, this is, she, I am rarely impressed. And I think I'm a fan of like three people. Yes, Lauren Southern is one of those people. But Lauren and I, I believe, have now developed a friendship. And there's a lot of things. We still communicate regularly now. I I believe that we've developed a friendship, which I'm very grateful for. Um, But I've just never seen somebody interact that way because I'm kind of awkward with people. and, And people praise how I am with them, which is, to me, weird because I'm not socially adept, right? But Lauren... 
Lauren describes somebody else at dinner as being intoxicating to be around, but that's exactly how I would describe her. Was it me? It, it wasn't. She was describing I'm sorry. me. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't you. I'm sorry. It wasn't me either, though. No, but I. But I did. Uh, I did shake her hand after dinner, and I was like, "Hey, last chance. If you want us to try to smuggle your family out of Canada, I know people, and we can make it happen." Yeah, I, there's a complicated situation there, and if you weren't at noise, you probably don't know it. But um, yeah, no, it, and I, I genuinely mean this. This is the only reason I'm even talking about it. If she's if she sucked. We'd be like, oh, thanks for coming out for Noise. Noise is a great event. Yeah, next year will be great. We wouldn't even be talking about it. But she impressed so many people that several days later, you know, I'm in the I'm in the chiropractor and I'm I'm hearing from Dr. Warren. I'm hearing from other patients who are there, like, she was amazing. Like, holy smokes. I would have never guessed. She was absolutely amazing. And and it's true, she was. Did you tell the on air audience about how she got confronted by by the uh um the security people, like how they were stressing her out. Um, they confronted her about traveling to the United States. They wanted to know why she was coming and no, they like I, questioned her I didn't, and pulled her off to the side. Yeah, I didn't go into that just because, you know, her and I hadn't really talked about that. And and I don't know how much of that she wants to be like super public. So Okay. So I won't I don't think it's hidden, but I don't want to necessarily take that opportunity away from her. She wants to disclose it, I'll let her do that. But um, Sure. Yeah, but she she did. She told us some stuff about what she's been dealing with, with, you know, traveling and things like that that's been a bit of a problem. So her story is, I mean, her life story is amazing. And I know that she has this video, The Whole Truth, and it's three hours, okay? But I watched it, and I sent her a message earlier this week, like, I got through the whole thing. and But it tells it tells you everything that has happened to her from her, you know, her roots to her rise to why she walked away, and and that sort of thing. And she doesn't really go into the U.S. side of that too much. And so that's one of the reasons that I'm kind of leaving it out. But um, I would encourage you, folks, I know it's three hours, and I'm not saying to do it in one sitting, but I would encourage you to watch it in little chunks because you're going to get a, a perspective of her, I think, that is going to be very appreciative uh, for, for the audience. So, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, please and do. I got this long holiday weekend, so I might be able to find three hours. There you go. Like I said, you don't have to do it in one sitting. And, and I know that people are like oh three hours talking about herself but that's really not what it is it's it's an explanation to her audience on why she did what she did because a lot of people were very hurt when she walked away um, it was very sudden and it was you know there's a reason for it and she explains all of that so all right dave i'm glad you called man thank you so much yeah man have a great weekend all right happy, happy thanksgiving. thanksgiving merry christmas all right you too <laughs> take care so yeah dave's one of our people but yeah i was going to tell that story and it was she did she She's supposed to be leaving and going backstage, and she rushed the corner of the stage and sat down, and she did not stand back up again until every fan had been greeted and and talked to her. It was amazing. Don't know what to say. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC.
Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Got to tell you about Nutrition HQ getting to the end of the year. A lot of you are starting to make those New Year's resolutions, and Nutrition HQ can help you with that. Whether you're just looking to you know, improve your overall wellness with a multivitamin or a cleanse or just improve your protein intake, or if you're looking for something to help give you more energy while also helping you fight the bloat you know, for water retention, things like that, TB16 is great. Also has a mood enhancer and an appetite suppressant, so you'll snack less. You'll be the best version of yourself. And TB16 is the best-selling product at Nutrition HQ. I personally love the mango, but it's a seasonal flavor, so if they don't have it, you're going to have to go with uh, something else. But they have lots of great flavors of TB16. The best part about Nutrition HQ is not just the quality products, but you get a discount for mentioning me. Go to Nutrition HQ at 5804 Grape Road in Mishawaka. They've helped me lose over 20 pounds. You can go in there and uh, you can mention me, you get a discount. You can also get a 20% discount using promo code KC20 on NHQSB.com. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Dennis, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing, Casey? And sorry about your motorcycle, brother. Wind yeah. therapy is an important thing. Yeah, me too. It me really too. is. I'll get another one at some point, huh? but. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Uh, just question about you. Just, you know, conspiracy thinking. But, you know, I wondered why Nancy Pelosi did not want to retire from Congress ever after giving up her role mm -hmm. as a leader. And I was wondering if it had anything to do with her husband and the legal problems that may mount after the supposed uh, break in that she had at her home with her husband, Paul. Uh, I was wondering, do you have anything you may think about that, that maybe that's the reason why she doesn't want to give the power, because she wants to make sure this stays quiet until she relinquishes her power? I don't think that that's a conspiracy theory. I, I think that, you know, she has the ability to silence people in her position. And, you know, her position in Congress gives her great power in her district. Um, so, yeah, she she has the ability to to do that stuff. There's no doubt about that. Um, I Yeah, I, I believe that that's probably a component. There could just be that she doesn't want to step away. She actually just wants to stay in the position. There's always that possibility, too. All right. I appreciate it, Casey. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I don't think you're nuts at all. I mean, look, there's clearly something weird happening, right? Well, it, it, it just seems weird why, you know, that in past that's happened that way. And, you know, I would thought maybe she wanted to groom the guy that's coming in, but I don't see that. I think he's more radical than she is. She, so yeah, he is. Yeah. I was just, and I was just thinking maybe it might be the reasons, you know, to cover up what happened with her husband, Paul, and still say I have some ability to say something is going on in Congress. Yeah, so, yeah I, don't okay. think, I don't think that's crazy at all. So, all right, man, appreciate all right, it. Thanks, Casey. Right. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, we have uh, Tim. Welcome to the program. Uh, thanks, Casey. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you. I have a comment and then a question for you. Okay. Um, I am. <laughs> this was my first year working the polls, and uh, I am glad I did it. And I'll keep doing this every time. And I, um, I just want to encourage others uh, to do the same, whatever it takes. I, we have to take. You know, if you're not running for office, run work the polls. I. I um, I just think that's so vitally important that we have to fill those spots, whether it's a school board or whether whatever position it is. But um, I know in the years past, I've always noticed that it was older people, you know, mm -hmm. retired people that are yeah. running the polls, and which is fine. It was just, you know, for me as a younger guy, 
um, I just think it's uh, way past time, and I'm embarrassed myself that it is my first time to do that. But I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed being where I was, and I was able to watch the whole thing from 6 in the morning to, you know, the time we locked up the boxes and sent them out. Um, but it was a great process, and I'm glad to be a part of it, and I will continue to do that as long as I can. Yeah, that's good. And it, nothing against older people, but, you know, if it's only older people doing it, what happens when they step away? You know, who's right. going to who's gonna take over? So while right. we, we have those people who have been doing the polls for many, many years, it would be nice to get some younger people in there so they have somebody there to kind of mentor them. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so... Like the old, the, go ahead. Yeah. No, I say, and the older ones I were there, <laughs> they had been doing it for years and years. Yeah, I mean, they knew it's exactly, always that way, right? They, they knew all the positions. They knew <laughs> they've done the different... Yeah. So just like, wow. They have a lot of knowledge that they could pass on to somebody. But yeah, we we do. Yeah. We need to get those volunteers. Because if we don't get those volunteers in the community, the government will step in. And that's almost exactly. almost always going to be bad. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm glad you're, glad you're doing it. my question uh, with perspective, Case, in regards to the elections. Um, and I think there's others probably struggling like me. And for that is regards to the fraud that we've known. In, and I'll just point to the one simple case, like with Arizona and Cary Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, how do I, because <laughs> um, I listened to like Brian Kilmeade uh, earlier this week and the lady was on there and it was just like, they passed it off, you know, like, well, you know, I you feel sorry for Carrie Lake and, um, you know, I know she'll get a job later on and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like they automatically just flushed the election. And it's like, right. everybody knows Carrie Lake won everybody. And there's just multiple things. To fr- I'm, I feel stuck in the middle. I, I feel like, uh, I want to vote. I want to be involved, but, and they just keep saying we have to work harder. We have to do better. And it's like, I understand that. But when you're dealing with people who cheat openly and all this crap, and I'm not a tinfoil election denier, but at the same time, when there is witnesses, eyewitnesses that say this happened, this happened, this happened, how do we balance, uh, going forward and yet not fixing the past, the 2020 election, the 2022 prime, you know, how do we go forward with confidence when we don't back up and hold people accountable and hold, you know, say, Carrie Lake won. Let's, we need to, not an illegal fix, but mm-hmm. like, can we be honest? Because if we don't have fair and honest elections, we don't have a democracy. And so I guess I'm in that stuck position of how do we go forward? How do we move forward when we don't, when we let these fraudulent elections take place? And it seems like they're not held accountable. Well, so please help me with perspective. We we might be in in that point where and I know that, you know, Brian and others are just completely unwilling to look at the evidence on this stuff. Um, I, I think a prime example is like, look at Georgia right now. Right. We still have that Senate race in Georgia. Mm-hmm. The right. the Democrats are allowing early voting this weekend. Well, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Y- you're not allowed to have early voting this weekend. And so the GOP is like, no, that's not what the state law is. They go to court to stop the early voting in, in those counties. And it's only in certain counties, of course, that they have the early, early voting. And a judge is like, yeah, but I'll allow it. Like, what are you talking about? It's right. illegal. Any ballot that is cast under these circumstances is not valid. And that's what we had in Pennsylvania. That's not up for debate. That is a factual reality, and the courts have ruled that way. Uh, you got the Wisconsin Supreme Court rulings. You've got the audit in Arizona from 2020, which clearly shows that state likely could have been flipped to Trump. 
And you look at the, you know, boarding up of windows in Wayne County, Michigan, and you look at the stuff that happened with Carrie Lake here, which is why we went over that report from the uh, the 11 roving attorneys. I mean, this, their report is scathing about what right. happened in Maricopa County. And it may, and I stress may, it may not, but it may be enough to change the results of that election. And mm-hmm. you have to look at it. You can't, <clears throat> with respect to anybody in, in the news media who's probably getting marching orders from their corporate office saying, oh, I don't feed into any of this. You know, if you're looking at an election and you've got the majority of the polling locations had massive errors and you know for a fact that at like half of them, they they did not count the box, the door three ballots. They were not right. counted as they are required to be counted. If you don't stop and say that's bull crap because that took votes away from candidates, forget how many right. of them would have gone to Carrie Lake or to Katie Hobbs. That's irrelevant. Those votes were not counted. And considering the election is close, it may have made a difference. And right. if you do not acknowledge that stuff, you're doing your audience a disservice. Um, it's dishonest. Right. It's not. It's not accurate reporting you are completely denying them information. Now, with with respect to what you're asking, you keep hitting that. I think we might just be in this cycle because of the way the media is right now, Tim, where you're just going to have to have election after election after election. The same crap happens over and over again. And even if you win, you still talk about it because you're going to have to get to a point where everybody says, okay, there might have been something to it. And, you know, in St. Joseph County, that's that's why the St. Joseph County story, I think, is important, because Democrats have been telling me they think there's a problem for years. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. just a Republican issue. I don't believe that St. Joseph right. County is a red, red county. I don't believe it is. I believe it's a blue county. Republicans won this time right. around. But there's Democrats who are complaining about it. And they deserve to have their votes cast the way that their votes deserve to be cast. And I think if you take that position and you um, are intellectually honest about that and consistent with with uh, your, you know, whistleblowing or whatever ends up happening, and thank God you didn't run into any of that, then I think it'll it'll mm-hmm. be received a lot better. Okay. Yeah, it's just yeah. And when you see that, and that's my part, I guess I understand you know our messaging, and I understand what the young people, you know, in regards to certain issues, you know, uh, pro life issues or different things like that. But it, it was just frustrating to me when they were saying, well, we got to work harder. And I, I mean, no one to me, no one worked harder than Carrie Lake. I mean, it was another whole thing where she's yeah. out in the public and the Hobbs is in right. her basement running away from people. Sure. I mean, just the eye, the eye observance of it is obvious. And then, yeah. And then, I mean, it's like, how do you say, well, she, we just need to work harder. And, the, you know, yeah. then you have these results. No and then, serious. And so, yeah, no serious person believes Carrie Lake lost. Sorry. Yeah. They, they just don't. Yeah. And, and I just wish, any anybody yeah. who just is like, oh, well, it just didn't go her way. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're not looking at any of this. You're just repeating talking points. Carrie Lake, there's there's yeah. no way she lost that election honorably. Right. No way that happened. Right. And hey, I just, yeah, I wish Republicans would stand up and like the Democrats do, they rally around their people. I just right. wish more so that the Demo- the Republicans would rally around her and rally them and, and uh I do. I do, too. But I I have to go. But I do, too. But you got to keep in mind that the establishment doesn't like her. Exactly. That's the point. All right, Tim, I got to roll, man. Appreciate the call. Thanks so much, bro. Yep. Thanks so much. All right. We got more open lines coming up, including some people who are at noise um, who will have some interesting things to say, I'm sure. 
We'll take those phone calls next on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Got to tell you about Warren Chiropractic. Uh, most of you know, spine is 92% improved as a result of my going to Warren Chiropractic. And uh, we're in maintenance right now. And I feel better than I have in years, to be perfectly honest with you. A lot of the pain that I had before is gone. And uh, other issues are starting to improve as well, like my posture and my snoring, my TMJ, things like that are definitely improved because of going to Warren Chiropractic. So if you have neck or back pain, here's the thing. Most people who get chiropractic care can avoid surgery. Most people who avoid chiropractic care end up going under the knife. It's much better for you to go to chiropractors than to actually deal with back surgery. So go to Warren Chiropractic. You can visit them online at warrenchiro.com. Mention me when you set up your uh, consultation and have them evaluate you and tell you what they can do. All right, here we go. Ben, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hello, Ben. Yeah, what's up? How you doing? Hey. Oh, good, man. Good. Um, listen, man, great, great town hall. I mean, this is my first noise, and I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was so happy to see you there, too. You came up afterwards and, and said hi. And, and so, again, your first one, and and it went well, right? You liked it. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I brought a friend, a young uh, friend of mine, another okay. guy, and uh, he was his first noise also. And in fact, he really he, he listens to you, you know, periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked, and he said, "Hey, man, I want a couple of tickets. You want to go?" He says, "Yeah," because I asked my wife. My wife looked at me and gave me that sign. Are you crazy? <laughs> 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 I mean, she 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 thinks like me, but she just doesn't like to get in, d- into all the detail politics. So okay, uh, he came. He came, and Casey, I'm gonna tell you what. Not right now. He absolutely had a blast. He loved it. Good. Um, he said he he can't wait till the next noise. So uh, again, we just really really enjoyed ourselves. A um, w- couple things I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Number one, we were just kind of discussing him and I. We were kind of like talking back and forth a little bit in between the sessions there and. Um, we would just kind of guess her age, you know, and yeah. so we were saying she's probably at least in her mid thirties, maybe even later thirties, whatnot. So I said, well, let me do a Google search. I looked <laughs> on there. She's only 27. I know. And I'm going like, what? I know. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, 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 I could not believe the mature things that were coming out of her mouth about, just the discussions that she was having, and we're talking about 27 years old. I said, she's going to be around for a long time, man, a long well, time. And Go ahead. I was going to say, if she's not, it will be because she has been harassed out of the sphere. Right. And I really don't want to see that happen. Now, 
right. the, the things that have happened to her in Australia, the United Kingdom, even in the United States, the things that have happened to her government-wise make no mm-hmm. sense. Um, right. And it also highlights how how afraid of her that they really are, which is weird because she's not a radical and she's not, you know, like like uh, she's not an Alex Jones type or anything like that. No, not not right. to denigrate Alex Jones and his fans, but she's not right. like that. That's not who right. she is. That's not who she's ever been. And so it's strange to see them really pursue her the way that they have actually pursued her and, and really persecuting her because she well, isn't that know- type of person. They, they know she's preaching the truth. I mean, that's the thing about it. They're saying, uh-oh, did she's, she's hitting our nerve. And you daggone right she's hitting your nerve because she's speaking what's out there. And, you know, it, it, this all comes down to the other side wanting their agenda no matter what. Whatever goes, they want their agenda to go. It doesn't matter whether it's truthful or not. They want their agenda to go their way. And like I said, she comes out there. Uh, I mean, just like another person that they're scared of, they're, they're scared to death of Carrie Lake. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they're definitely scared of her. So, uh, and I agree with your that, that last discussion you just had. Yeah, there is no way in God's green earth that she lost that election. There's just no way. No, like I said, you if know? there's if there's one election on on there's one race on election night that everybody knew was a sure thing, it was Arizona. So exactly. Yeah, it, it's 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 just yeah no. Um, ben, are you a are you a man of faith? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay. Are you on Lauren Southern's YouTube channel? No, I'm not. I okay. gotta admit, I'm, I, well, I'm not. That's, that's okay. I didn't think that you were. But the reason I bring this up is you had mentioned her maturity. Mm-hmm. So two weeks ago, she uploaded a video. And right. it was called On Fake Christians and Ethan Klein. Now, Ethan Klein is probably not going to be somebody that you know. But he's a famous YouTube guy. He could be YouTube's first big like celebrity, ultra left-wing guy. He's the one that said recently that if they if there's another Holocaust, he hopes Ben Shapiro is the first Jew to, to oh, be guest. Okay. Oh, so my gosh. he Ethan Klein went after Lauren Southern on Twitter. Well, Lauren had a response, um, and it's it's a religious response, and she doesn't usually get into religion. If you mm-hmm. want an example of how mature somebody is. And mm. how intellectual they are. Watch that video. Because she okay. explained Christianity better than almost every pastor that I have ever had in my entire life. Okay. And she I, did I it in 12 minutes flat. Okay. So. I definitely will. And to tell you the truth, I'm going to be honest with you. I was one of those individuals who had never heard of uh, Lauren Southern. I, yeah. You know, when, you were, when, when it first came out and you said... You know, we, we've been trying to get her for eons and eons, and then you mentioned the name, mm-hmm. and you said Lawrence Southern. I said, "Okay." <laughs> I said, I'm not, I'm not and I'm not surprised name. about it. That's why I wish I had more time to promote it because you know her fame came from her rise to fame was in the online arena. She's famous oh. on the internet. She's right. famous internationally. Um, she's not famous in a traditional radio audience. So it is a okay. very different audience than she would have typically been exposed to. So people have right. been listening to me for a long time. You've probably heard me play her stuff, but you mm-hmm. didn't realize who it was, right? You didn't, you know, bank the right. name and that sort of thing. So I wish right. I had more time to promote it. Um, it just kind of came together a little bit later than usual because I, I right. it was going to take time to introduce her to people. But the mm-hmm. people who came 
got to see who Lauren Southern is, and I'm, and I think she won everybody in that room over if they had no idea who she was when they walked in. Oh yeah, absolutely. She she won me over. I mean, I mean, as soon as she started talking, I think she started off uh, like um, the Second Amendment, the gun mm-hmm. gun rights, and oh yeah, that that. In fact, my the guy that was with me. Uh, he that that's when he perked up right away when she started talking about gun rights and things like that. Uh, uh, he that just perked his ears up immediately, and he was zoned in from then on. Good. I mean, completely zoned in. Well, I'm I'm um, glad I'm on a hard break. I'm so glad that you came. I'm glad that we finally got to meet face to face because we've been talking to each other for years. And sure. I'm glad that your friend had a great time too. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, all right, Casey. Well, thank you very much, and all that you do. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate. It. Couldn't do it without you guys out there. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I mean, this is um, you know, again, it's I know, I know, Case, you're just promoting noise after the fact. I understand that, but there, there's, you know, I I want you to trust me. <laughs> I want you to trust me. I called this one and tried telling people that she was going to be great, and she was. MNC News Time is 5:32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. All right. Tell you about XFOG. You're looking for a Christmas present? XFOG. If you've got somebody who works in a warehouse, works in a hospital, is a hobbyist, has a home workshop, somebody wears safety glasses all the time and they have an issue with the glasses fogging up, give them the gift of safety and peace of mind and also less irritability. XFOG.com. If you wear safety glasses or goggles, if you're an airsoft player, you're a paintball player as well, this is a recreational tool also, and you have to deal with fogging lenses, don't worry about it. Stop buying the stupid, cheap gimmick stuff. Okay, They don't work. Stop buying the, the wipes and things like that for your goggles and glasses. They don't last. They can irritate your eyes. Get X-Fog. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You just install X-Fog, and just like that, your glasses and your lenses are not going to fog up ever again. Go to xfog.com, E-X-F-O-G.com. Use promo code Casey and you save 10%. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> this this kind of came up, all right? this <laughs> It came up that um, some of the regulars who didn't come to noise really missed out. And they did. And like I understand, I'm not, I'm not criticizing any. I understand, you know, you didn't know who she was. The economy's not great right now. I get it. And we didn't have enough time to promote it like we usually do. I understand all of that. I just want you to understand that this was beyond my expectations. I think it was beyond everybody's expectations. I think all we heard from staff is that holy smokes, this is great. The the chemistry that Lauren brought to everybody was 
It was infectious. And I told this on the live stream. I don't know if I've told the radio audience. So Lauren contacted me the day before noise and she says, hey, you want to get breakfast and kind of go over the show? Okay. So I go and I meet her and we have brunch at that point in time. And we were going to sit down and kind of go over the show. That didn't happen. We, we planned nothing. <laughs> we just sat on the couch and talked and answered people's questions. Because we just started talking about our lives. And she's a very interesting person. She's had a lot of, of you know, very good and very bad things kind of happen in her career. Uh, and... It, it, it was just, it was one of those things that was just kind of natural. But I think my favorite moment, I, I've said this before, at least on the stream, my favorite moment was at the end of it when she just ran over, she just sat down on the stage and says, I'm just going to be with my people. But Alyssa will back me up on this with a VIP. She's, I mean, every VIP that we've had has been great with, with people, but she was, she was the one grabbing people. And no, come on, let's, let's do it. Let's hug. Let's do the whole thing. She was the one doing all of that. She didn't have a handler or anything like that. Lauren was the one that was initiating contact with listeners. And they so appreciated it. You could see that. Um, but when we got to the restaurant, <laughs> see, she's already laughing. Alyssa's already laughing. When we got to the restaurant, Lauren Southern scared the heck out of me. And the, and the reason is she was cold. We're, we're freezing, right? So we're, we pull up to the restaurant and ask her, it's like, She's not wearing much. She's got a dress on, right? Little black dress. Um, it was like, do you want to want me to drop you off in front and have you just go in, or do you want to come with me and park and I'll I'll escort you in? And she says, just drop me off. I'm freezing. <laughs> so, okay, so I dropped her off. She walks in to the restaurant. I tell her where to go because I know exactly where the private room is. And, and I said, this is what you do. And she goes, okay, no problem. So she goes in. I go into the private room. There's no Lauren Southern. She's not there. And so I'm asking her, I'm like, where is she? And they're like, she hasn't got here yet. I'm like, yes, she is. So I, I'm like, uh-oh, security breach. So I go looking for her. You know where I found her? In the middle of a bunch of listeners who made their way to the restaurant afterwards, and she is at the bar hanging out with listeners. She didn't say, oh, hey, great, thanks for coming, and sneak into the private room that she was supposed to go into and, and be away from, you know, the people. She made a beeline to the bar and hung out with people again until I got there. That's just who she was the entire time. If you didn't make it, you really missed it. Um, I was I was asked if we were going to bring her back. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But here's what I do know, okay? Lauren is helping me with some things behind the scenes. So there's going to be some, hopefully, some really positive changes that happen to the show here in the near future. Lauren's got a new movie coming out. If... You haven't watched her documentaries. Watch them. Now, I'm just letting you know that when you watch Farmlands, you're going to cry. It is a documentary that needed to be made because nobody in the world was covering it. And she made it. And she put herself at great risk doing that. She lost friendships for doing that. But that movie may be one of the most important movies to come out over the past several years. But it's also brutal.
because what happened to the farmers there in South Africa was unspeakable. And if the numbers were higher than they were, genocide would be the word that would be used. Um, so just understand, if you wa watch that movie, there's heavy stuff in it. But it's worth it. And then watch American Mirage. Because American Mirage deals with our southern border. And she did it from a perspective that nobody's been willing to do. And we didn't really get into this at noise, and I'm, I'm actually ashamed that we didn't. But she was chased by the cartel in Mexico. She had to be evacuated in the middle of the night because they were hunting her. That's the type of person that she is. She's bringing you stories that nobody else is willing to do. And she's made several others that are amazing movies as well that you should definitely watch. When I said goodbye to Lauren, she told me that she was, her new movie was coming out, which is about gun control. Her new movie is going to be coming out soon. And she wants to share that with you, my audience. So that is something that will probably be happening in the near future, just for you as a way for her to say thank you for the warm reception that you all gave her because that was the other thing. And again, Alyssa will back me up here. I meant to say this with the VIP thing, but I forgot. Did Lauren or did Lauren not constantly praise our community? It was nonstop. You have to understand, we talk about Ben Shapiro going to Berkeley and protests and things like that. That's Lauren Southern's reality in Canada, the UK, and Australia. Massive protests, people trying to hurt her on stage. That's her reality. And she came here and she's like, oh my God, everybody's so friendly and so nice. This is great. This is amazing. And I think because of that, she was able to let loose and be herself. And that's what you got to experience. And it was an absolute joy and a pleasure to be around. So if we ever have her back in town, don't miss the opportunity. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC.